Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters, it's your favourite time of the week, it's another Racing Previews podcast, we've got Group 3 action there at the Heath. This weekend, John Monash Stakes Day. Fellas, firstly, how are we? Does anyone know why Caulfield is called the Heath? Trivia. I don't know, actually. Because I've got no idea, but it might be one to look up. <laughs> Do you know? Um, I feel like that's something you would know. It's got something to do with the area that it's in. I don't know exactly why. But Maybe it's like a street or something. Surely it's got more to do with that than that. I don't know. Listen, that's a lot of money. It's a riveting way to start the podcast. I thought I'd change it up a bit. Speaking of riveting ways to start the podcast, is there anything non-racing going on in the in the lives of Will and Nico at the moment? Not really. Um, Just to inform, Mrs. Bots here. She might make an appearance today. Huge. (laughs) It's not fucking bringing your girlfriend on, mate. Um, no, nothing, nothing much has happened with me. Well, I've got, got a, a bit I've on got this a... weekend. Go on the footy a couple of times. Oh, Tour de France night. is on. Tour de France is on. Tour de France. Ashes That's is awesome. on. Two nil. Ashes is on. Yeah. This... I've currently, I've currently got a split screen bit of action happening here. You got the cricket on the TV. Dad's just the texting me. Kawaja's got out. Yeah, he got clean bowled. This wood bloke is bowling. One fifty. Yeah. 150 plus so I want to get mm. to 153 that's so right. he's a bit scared Martin, Martin and Smudge are going to hopefully turn up here and bitch ball will go into disarray <laughs> I've got a few for the punters I don't know if anyone listens to list cloggers but Dill Buckley does his priority pick and I've got a couple shows obviously Ted Lasso is the first one need to get on it 
absolutely ripping show. What's um, it about? On Stan, it's about um, this American bloke who gets, he's an NFL coach and he gets recruited to coach a Premier League team in the soccer and he's got no idea about soccer. Is it a true story or not? No, not a true story, but ripping show. Next one is called From, also on Stan, uh, about these people who go to this town and once you go into the town, you can't get out. Bit of a horror. Fucking elite. Um, and then I've just started Power as well. And then that's all... That's about all the things that Nico loves. So do you just have... Do you, do you, just, do you just watch them with your Monday, Wednesday and Friday night girlfriends? Or how does that all work? I watch them cuddled up you got, you got a different You got a different show for each girlfriend? Winter warmers. Each, each no. filly that you... No, no, no. Gallop or what? No, no. <laughs> None of that. Oh, yeah. Single Pringle, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. Bit of news off the top, racing related. Romantic. You've got warrior. a girlfriend. No. no. <laughs> couldn't be. Couldn't be further from the truth. Flat, Romantic Gloria will target the Ladbrokes Cox Plate this year. Absolutely massive news. He's obviously a 123 rate on the international scale. One of the highest rated horses ever to come to Australia. Uh, what are our thoughts on that? I thought he was a bit better than one, two, three. It depends yeah, if you look at time form or the. He's one, two, three plus spot. Oh, the long jeans are fucking bullshit. It's no, one, that's one, two, three, pl- one, two, three plus. It's one, two, five. I think one, two, six. Yeah, one, two, five, plus. one, two, six. If you're looking at might even be one, two, eight. Not even sure. I think oh, it's one, two, eight. Actually, there's just a plus there because he's going to run a career peak in the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. Narry, what? J Mac, J Mac in the saddle, your most hated jockey. <laughs> and then Just the other news be... is that um, the Saratoga Derby has also been added to the win in your list for the Cox Plate. Um, runs early August, I'm going to say the fifth. Um, obviously, the race that stayed a rest won two years ago in the US, and then came on the Cox Plate last year. Nations Pride won it, so it's a three-year-old restricted race over 1,900 meters, and it, it's uh, it's only been around for since 2019 but it's getting better and better every year so yeah a bit more international flavour than we first sort of thought a lot more than last year anyway mm. alright shall we get into Caulfield soft six at the moment Michelle rail goes out three metres from the true position last sorry two weeks ago a fortnight ago uh, I thought it was pretty fair there they, they won from multiple different positions and different lanes but rail out could make it a little bit more on speed. What do you think around the Caulfield track? Uh, yeah, I was talking to Jack Dickens the other day on the phone, or yesterday, and he reckons it's going to be on pace. So. Name drop. <laughs> oh, well, I was. I was, was talking to him do you, yesterday. Do you talk to normal people, Bot, or you just talk to the upper echelon? <laughs> only, only the big dogs for Bot. Don't forget we eat, don't forget we eat champion. <laughs> okay. What I will say is a bit of rain around on Saturday. It's obviously a six at the moment, but it could get wetter. I think they're predicting 95% chance of two to nine mils. So they're obviously hedging their bets as always, but just monitor that because I think you want a horse that does at least get through a, a wet track, soft track. Yeah, and apparently there's going to be a bit of a headwind um, mm. as well. So I don't know. Just to make it probably, even probably just nice. Yeah, probably just... Want to be on pace, but then just adjust on the day. I guess it's just how it always is. 
All right, let's get into it then. We're going to skip race one. We're not going to worry about the two rolls. We'll go straight to race two. 2,000 meter benchmark 78. Aristonis, the Annabelle Neesham uh, visitor from Sydney, two from two in Australia. $2.80 favorite from Mayfair Spirit, $5.50. Clyde Moore, $8.00. Uh, Trezette, $8.50. Future History, $10.00. Thorin, $13.00. Bull Bourbon, back up to 2,000 metres, is $14.00. Who wants to kick us off here? Uh, I'll go. Not special, this race. Yeah. It's oh, a lot special. Not really. I think the favourite um, is obviously, I guess, the most sort of a progressive horse in Australia, at least, anyway. Like, he, like if, if you line up... If you line up um, Aristonis and Future History's form in France. It'd probably be no competition. Like Future History finish alongside Sealaway, who won an Ascot Champion Stakes um, uh, in a Group Three at Longchamp, and Aristonis was a hurdler. So, but once he's gotten to Australia over six hundred metres, he's he's shown a bit of um, zing in his legs, and they've trained some speed into him. <laughs> And he, and he looks like he like the sectionals last time. Like he, I think he ran at eleven three. Um, last two hundred meters, like some of the fastest closing splits of the meeting on a day where it wasn't easy to make ground at Rose was it Randwick. Um, so you'd and probably be um, very easy to suggest that he's going to be improving at two thousand. It's just obviously the map. Um, these two thousand meter sort of races, you want to be in the first half of the field, and he's not going to be in the first. He's he's going to be last. Um, and I'd be surprised. I'd be very, very surprised if he wasn't. Um, I also talked about before. He's got comparable French form, future history. I really liked his his first up run. Um, he he sort of it the betting was interesting because he was twelves out to about thirty ones, and and then he was the the price was cleaned up real late. It was thirty ones at about twenty, real late in betting. Um, and he ran well. He just sort of blew up in the last two hundred meters. So he was a horse that I wanted to find, like on a Wednesday. But um, but yeah, he's 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 a horse. Like he he finished alongside Siloé, who's a Group One horse in Europe. So, um, and he started. I think he started nine dollars there. So maybe I could have something on him. But I probably would have thought that um, that he he'd need one more, and then the, and the next one is the time to go. But the horse I probably might have something on. Is Bold Bourbon, who I think will roll forward from the wide gate. Um, it was 41 days between runs. I think you often see Lindsay Smith do these with, with horses. Um, you, you can see him like drop horses back and trip off 40 days or so, and then and then their peak is the next run after that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Bold Bourbon at around $16 or, or so, I think is, is probably fair and might even be, sh- probably should be half that price. Um, but yeah, Aristonis at the price is probably just a bit short. Just off the map, he probably gets out. And future history, I've got as an overlay as well. But I just, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll back him just, just because I think he needs one, one more. Yep, I completely agree with you on Bowl Bourbon. I think he's over the odds. I took a bit of sixteens, nice and early. I think back to the mile, last start, he was probably just outsped a little bit after winning the Castleton Cup. But back up to two thousand meters is a big tick here. Uh, hopefully Dean Yendel does go forward. He has drawn a little bit Carson 14, but he does have tactical speed. Um, and we know he handles a wet track, no problem at all. He was one of the biggest goes at, at Warrnambool during the carnival and absolutely bolted in. He's gone on with the job. He strung three in a row together there. Uh, this price just looks a little bit over the odds. And I do think I'm going to be backing the favourite, Aristonis. 
Um, visually, he's been so impressive. And then you look at the clock late last start and backed it up fully. Um, I think one of the biggest pushes here is you got Josh Parr coming down from Sydney to ride the horse for Annabelle. I think that... that he's, not, he's not actually coming for this horse, but there'll be one of. Yeah, okay. What's he coming for then? Malkovich. Still, still, it's a, it's still a pretty good lane. Yeah, and the fact sure. that Nisham's already scratched the horse from Sydney, so she wants him to ride him um, up to two thousand meters. That's exactly what he's looking for. The map is your issue. He's going to go back from thirteen, but who knows? If if that headwind starts to pick up, it might not be such a bad thing to be back in the field. We'll, we'll just wait and see. I think we'll get better than two dollars eighty as bot agrees as well but those are the two I'm backing six from seven mm. that's a proper throw my fucking computer here punning form's not working fuck <laughs> my life <laughs> oh fuck's sake pushing shit up here early let's go to the third 2000 metre three year old event so sleek draws the pole $3.40 from Art Zeno $3.50 Tora Zeno $5.50 Token is $7 gotta be savvy $11, Fun Sunday $11, and Makaloo $16. But I think we're going head-to-head here, mate. Yeah, I think lots of people have been, are going to be going head-to-head in this race because I think it's a dead-set two-horse race. Um, I love So Sleek's splits last time. They run the, the second-fastest last 100 of the entire meeting last start at Flemington. Um, Unreal sectionals. Uh, I think he gets to 2,000, second time 2,000 metres. And I think the wet is an issue for him. I think the biggest um, the biggest thing in favour of So Slick, I think, is the map for him. I think he can sit in the box seat or maybe even lead. I wouldn't mind either way. And Art Zeno, I think, uh, has to take their medicine from, from barrier 10. And, and we'll, be, we'll be giving him a couple links. And I think you'll, he'll have a couple roadblocks in front of him here, these... There are a couple pretty slow horses um, and a couple that will not run 2,000 metres. Um, Torrenzino, I guess, is probably worth mentioning. Um, sustained a, a long run, um, sustained a 12-second sectional, but um, I think he might just be outclassed by uh, so sleek and Arzino. I think Arzino might probably end up being the better horse in time, but it's just... just like He's probably going to be giving him four lengths at the, at the 800, and I just wouldn't back him to, to round him up. Um, I just think So Sleek is uh, gets a perfect opportunity, and um, the sectionals say he's primed to run a career peak, and that's what I think I'll do. So So Sleek at the price, I think it should be about two fifty. Wow, that is huge. I'm with Art Zeno. Yeah. Well, off their last start, SP. I know SPs aren't everything, but Art Zeno three dollar SP last start, while So Sleek went around at ten dollars. Um, I know that's not, not the be-all, end-all by any means, but you just have to watch. Art Zeno was probably got the worst run you could ever imagine last start at Flemington into that strong breeze. He had to do it tough from a long way out, had to make a long sustained run. Um, Wiramu Pin rode him there, and he just absolutely died on his run late, which was sort of fair enough. Um, in terms of weights, I don't think there's too much difference between their last start... Um, last time they met but I think the big thing is here he gets a senior rider in Bo Mertens that gives me a lot more confidence and while So Sleek 
is the map horse. Jaws 1 is going to be right there on speed. Um, I just think Artiano has a little bit more class and we're getting a backable price after last start because obviously So Sleek went straight past him um, with the better run. But I guess it, it is just a bit of a coin flip and I'm, I'm happy to go over the Oz Bloodstock horse here. I think he can peak third up, wet track, no issue at all. And if there is a bit of a headwind, then he'll be tucked away and he'll be coming with the last crack at him. Nico? Um, I don't have a real opinion in the race, to be honest. I would like to be with Art Dino, but... Mm, burnt me last start. <laughs> but probably Forgive. would be siding him over so sleek. But I don't know. I got a real, I got a bit of a query on <coughs> Art Dino if it gets real wet. <coughs> um, yeah, I don't know. No fair opinion. Fair enough. Let's go to the fourth then. It is 1,400 metre three-year-old Phillies contest. Our Red Morning, $3.10. Hazel Baby, $4.40. Anna Heater, $8.00. Hellhound, $8.50. She's Pretty Rich, $8.50. Toronado Rouge, $9.50. Then you're way out to Born Hustler, $19.00. But tell us what you want us to hear. Um, what the punters want to hear, sorry. Number nine is one of your better bets of the day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this um, Our Red Morning... I think I think it'll be maybe a controversial sort of thing. Some people will say he's he's well over the odds. Some people will say he's uh, well under the odds. But um, but I think I think he's very good. Um, this hour red morning, I love the the section. He's, he's an import from New Zealand. Um, and like yeah, just the he was held up like you can't she, really take anything. She, she sorry. She. Um, you can't you could you can't take anything from its first up run it just sort of never got a goal at him it's just held up on the inside the entire way but then at, at its second start it just like it it was it, it just completely smashed him like the times and margins were huge the sectionals were the strongest of the day and it beat a pretty strong a pretty handy one I think um, and, and yeah like the, the horse that was beaten 16 lengths or so has come out and won um, out, of, out of the race so it's a it's a decent form reference. I think it'll hold up. I think if he repeats it or, or she repeats it, um, and I think she'll go even better, I think um, very, very, very hard to beat. I've got it at $1.80, and I'm really, really keen. Like I think I think the rest of these horses are um, benchmark 68 sort of grade, and I think this horse is Saturday grade. And once these horses turn four in a couple months or a month or so... Um, I don't think you'll see these ones on a Saturday ever again, and I think you'll see our red morning on a Saturday. So that's the sort of way I see it. I think, I think, yeah, it's the best bet of the day, and I'm, I'm really keen on it. And I'm, um, I think, I think it's like an extra two, two point thing. I don't think they'll like steam it as much as they did on extra two, but it's just, um, it's just a very. I know, I know, I know. I said Hazel Baby was extra two, two point but um, this is probably a more likely um version of it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen on it. Um, I think it will start shorter than three dollars ten as well. I don't really have to repeat. Three thirty, you can get. I think. Yeah, I don't have to repeat much more than what you just said. First up, this horse just had absolutely no luck. Couldn't get a crack at him. Um, so don't worry about the fact that that says nine in the in the form book because she should have finished a lot closer. She then went to Mornington on a heavy ten track tick. If the rain comes. Um, massive last finale last 600 ran it in sort of seven and a half lengths above the all average off a fast tempo sign of a really good horse 
goes 1200 up to 1400 meters i think the only query is if she does step a little bit slow hopefully uh, maddie cartwright can get her out of the barriers because she's drawn quite low in four and the last thing you want is her to be back in the field with rump stake all around her so that's the only thing hopefully he can get her out of the gates and she can settle first half the field if she does then uh she's you're looking more like a $2.20 shot i reckon yeah it was it was really clean out of the barriers but it was snicked from a wide barrier so i, I think it's fine out of the gates i think it'll settle first half of the field if not first four or five i think they'll make a good thing of it i think they know it's pretty good fingers crossed and, and, and it's got it's got form on the heavy heavy track too like it's not a like i'm not worried about the a wet track if it gets real messy yeah no i completely agree easy race punters free hit you back it and it wins we all celebrate if it loses it's bot's fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah now that's every race for you if i have a firm opinion oh well don't change what's not broken but it's never my fault if it's your your bet that i back and it loses all right take it as a compliment bot <laughs> all right move on race five is a 1400 meter benchmark 78 river plate was really good last start he's three dollar 50 favorite from hennessy lad 550 monarch of egypt nine dollars place of gold eleven dollars aaron bay twelve dollars uh turbo twelve dollars don't know if that's how you say it mensa missile thirteen dollars um first look at this race i've sort of put my bearings on three horses i thought river plate was actually really really good last start he got pestered in front and he went fast and he was still really good to to show a kick he put the riding on the wall with a massive trial win i know it was only a jump out or trial but he was really good there um draws 13 here but i, I don't think you have to worry about that Celine will go forward and and either find the lead or find an OSL position. Even if there is a bit of speed here, he's shown that he can handle that. Um, this 1,400 metres is, is his sweet spot. And it gets a two kilo claim for, for Celine Gaudray, who's going really well. I think he's a deserved favourite. Uh, I thought I was happy to pen Tennessee Ladd from gate 17. Um, and then I thought the other two chances are probably Monarch of Egypt. He can bounce back. He didn't have the best of runs at Flemington last start. 16 is a little bit of a query, but he can go forward as well with Pinnaboard. Um, if he can get back to the form of two starts ago, then he's right in this at a 9 or $10. And then the one right down the bottom, Place of Gold, he was really good last start at Geelong. Um, he doesn't actually have a jockey at the moment because he's second emergency and needs to get in the field still, but... He's the one who's going to be the big closer, I think. So those are the three I'm centering my thoughts around, uh, just depending on how the track's playing. Uh, yeah, I liked... Um, but did you you said you liked Place of Gold, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with it too. I um, uh, Yeah, the big splits last start, um, first up. Uh, this time last year, it was second beaten at length by Cardinal Gem at this track and trip. Um, second up so it's good enough form for this and Cardinal Gems held up the form pretty well um, uh, the favourite who is escapes my mind River Plate um, he's going to cop a lot of speed there's a lot of speed in this race um, and maybe second up it won't be able to cop it um, 
So, yeah, there's also Hennessy Lad, but I'm not sure what they do from Barrier 17. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and hold a spot, but like the speed is hectic, so they'll probably just elect to go back to last, and and but it'd be pretty hard to win from there. Same as Monarch of Egypt, it had excuses last time, I guess, was leading into a strong headwind. Um, and what do you yeah. what do you think of him? Like, can you elaborate on him a bit more? Because you were pretty keen. Who? Last Monarch time. of Egypt. Monarch, Monarch of Egypt. Um, well, they went. They went pretty. He went pretty fast into a um, into a pretty strong headwind, and uh, and he blew up, which is fair enough, I guess. Um, I was keen on him because I thought he'd settle closer from a a good gate. I probably wouldn't. I wasn't. Uh, I, I when I'm doing former, the wind is not something I really care about. So. I didn't factor it in, I guess, but I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I backed it at like five bucks. And yeah, well, I backed it at five bucks. It started at three bucks. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, the horse I'm backing here is Place of Gold. Um, I like the split star start. Uh, it needs to get a run. Doesn't? I don't think it even have a jockey yet. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. But um, but yeah, I think it's a. If it gets a run, it's a it's a it's a good chance. And is it like it's still twelve dollars? Probably should be a bit about eight, seven or eight dollars. I think so. Fair price. Yeah, yeah. One and eight. all right. Oh, maybe not fifty-five kilos. Does he have a ride? He won't ride fifty-five. Oh. Look, River Plate is going to cop a bit of pressure here, obviously, because you've got here's the real deal. Vasme, um, a few others who. All he's not even going to find the front. I don't think. Probably not. Can he still win? Yes, he's going to be like five wide. He's going to have to take a sit, I think. Mm, maybe that does make it tough for him. And place of the gold is the way to go. Monarch of Egypt, I think, can take a sit. I think they'll want to definitely ride him with a sit. Yeah, but they're going to go back to last. I don't think he has to go back to last. If they all charge forward, if they all charge forward, and there's five across the track, then there's going to be places where they can slide. Yeah, but it's but it's fourteen. It's 1400 from Caulfield they, they dead set make a decision before they jump mm. that's why like it's, place of gold's drawn 10 I think they'll just kick up and hold a spot midfield yeah oh, it's well, not, you don't have to think about it whoever's writing it it's, it's wait and see what jockey we cop there but I agree he does look a, a decent chance yeah moving on Nico you got anything hateful race lots of <laughs> untrustworthy horses <laughs> Nico will chime in when the good horses start the Mensa, run. That is Mensa missile, but it's probably going to be it's probably going to be too wet. Needs to be like a soft five, which it's yeah, not going to be. There's every chance moods. He often scratches, but th- that would be it's so annoying. Well, Hennessy lad doesn't horses, mind the wet. Well, it's 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 so one, one for months, one on a soft. It's it's never actually seen like this. This could be seven eight if it actually rains yeah. during the races. Wait yeah. and see. Wait and see. Start of the quaddy, race six. It is a BM hundred over fourteen hundred meters. Yeah. Now we start to get serious. Brigantine, two dollars thirty from Poland five fifty. B Hunter six fifty. Ungawa seven dollars. Sosibon ten dollars. Sir Davy eleven dollars. Nick, I'm gonna hand the reins straight to you here. What do you got for us? 
Well, Brigantine brings the far superior form to this race, and I think he should be winning again. Uh, Mellum and Cummings over the last four years strike at 20% with a 34% pot, and even a more recent stat to that. Their last 100 together, they're at 26.2% pot, going at 18.4%, so... It's a uh, it's a combination that I like following, and I'm um, more than happy to have Mel on any, on any horse that I back. Um, he's a jockey that gives his horses every chance more often than not, and um, yeah, I can't see why Brigantine shouldn't be winning again here. He ran well last start in a listed race in Queensland. He comes back down here with a trial in between runs. I just think he's bringing the best form to the race. Um, the wet track's going to be no issue. He's ran well at Caulfield before. Yeah, I just can't see that he's. I just can't see how he's not going to run a, a, a very big race. I think he's probably about his right price at two dollars thirty. He's up against a few horses that aren't exactly winners. Poland B Hunter Umgawa. Convictions. B Hunter's fucking benchmark 64 when it packing them on the synthetic doesn't count. I don't care if it's got 50 kilos on its back. <laughs> Could have 30 and it still fucking wouldn't win. Um, yeah, so Sibon, Sir Davy, Pro Consent. Like, it's, this is a pretty weak race, and Brigantine just half shows up to the form and the races that he's been running in, I think he'll just win. So, yep. it's one of the better bets on the uh, on the card for me. Yep, agree. I think he's very hard to beat. Would love if we could get better than $2.30. Not sure if we will get it because he just ticks so many boxes. Fourth up, he's in sensational form his last two. He was off the track the whole way and he, he won a pretty low race there at Dooman, but I still thought the nature of the win was really good. He backed it up by running third to Munamek. We know that form's good. He's a Godolphin horse who's had a mid-prep trial. Tick, draws well in four. Tick comes back to an easier race tick and soft track is no issue to him at all i think he maps really well from barrier four you've got horses like poland and sosi bon who will want to go forward and he can just sit back off this speed um yeah and he's, as i mentioned he's just up against a lot of horses that are numberish and poland's five dollars fifty and he doesn't win out of turn um b hunter needs a lot to go right but will be hitting the line late He's one that doesn't want a wet track, though. I think that's a big query with him. So that's a negative. Um, Umgawa has been decent so far this prep without being anything good. And then you've got Sozi Bon, who... He was actually pretty good last last start, but there's absolutely no upside with him. He's been a remarkable horse, coming up to 94 starts. So hopefully he gets to the 100 this year. But, yeah, pretty happy Brigantine on top. I thought the big improver could potentially be Sir Davy, but that is reaching a little bit. He could be half gone. He's got blinkers on. Hmm. He needs more than blinkers, but maybe. I'll probably want to see him at six and hundred, but but yeah, I wanna see him do something. Cause he has been awful. Completely lost his way. Anything for the punters bot? Uh well, I sort of thought so Sibon was a little bit big and then I just gave up so no <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> fucking hell 
and Poland too. Like I, I can't get Brigantine as short, but like I also think it's it should be about the, the price it is. But I also don't. Well, think... no one wants to back Poland at five fifty. Yeah, don't um, back the fucking don't back the winner out of the bunch. Just well, back Poland. the horses who are, just back the horses who are going to be full of milk and fucking shy away from the winning post. <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> My God, Poland's got some good form. Second in he a does. group two at, at um at Flemington. What was that? Is that Turnbull Stakes? I think. Buy an old flame. And you, and, you, and you can look good on the tan running, but it's all the fucking same unless you first pass the post. It's irrelevant. This is his setup. <laughs> Admittedly, this is his setup. Fourteen hundred meters Caulfield rail out three soft track. Wiramu Pin is going to be instructed to go fast because I think that's when he performs at his best yeah. when he can kind of take the, a sprint out of horses. That's the thing. Like I would, I would have loved to see like more pace, like the more pressure in the race because like I don't trust them to to go fast. Go fast enough. Yeah, yeah I agree. I don't trust them to. When was the last time he won a race? Uh, a while ago. He's won two from 21. I reckon, I reckon the last race he would have won would be versus um, Thunderstruck in the... Um, yeah, what, what was it called? Uh, the three-year-old. Yeah, the three-year-old race at Caulfield. Thunder um, went no good that day. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, what's you're back in a horse like Poland who's won two from 21. You're going to go broke quicker than you go rich. Hashtag end of story. Race seven. Well, if he's a value at the price, then... Let's no in. horse is value at $5 if they've won two from 21. <laughs> he's not value at fucking Werribee, bot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. You're stupid. Come on, next race. <laughs> oh, don't blame don't blame Werribee, mate. Romantic Warrior will be at Werribee soon. The, the Autumn Stakes is what it's How called. How cast the, is the that? Yeah, the Autumn Stakes. All right, let's go to race seven. It Far is a... Out. Three-year-old handicap over the 1100. We get to see the return, the much-anticipated return of Smile and Wave at three dollars sixty. Flying on a limb is doing exactly that. Four dollars sixty. Kin six dollars fifty. Double Palace nine dollars fifty. Boldino ten dollars. Great Mama ten dollars. I'll quickly kick us off. I think flying on a limb is the bet here. Um, she's absolutely airborne. This horse. I mean, she smacked. Uh, Katsu last start who goes around single figures $8 in the John Monash I think that he's a little bit short but still she easily handled him if she got out any earlier she would have won by even more she's gotten better with every uh, start this prep that last start rating sort of they went too fast or 1.8 faster to 600 came home 8.6 fast for an overall figure of 10.4 lengths above the all average benchmark monster win she has to take that out to 1100 meters but the way she's been running through the line i think she will get it she's now fully fit fourth up and we know around the around the shoot one turn at caulfield barrier 13 does not matter i think small and wave is a really really good filly but she could be up against it here 1100 meters first up off a with a really wet track um, I think those are the things against her. She hasn't run at 1,100 metres yet, so she'll be out there doing her thing in front, but it's just that last 100 metres. Um, we're flying on a limb. We'll be coming home hard. I also think the other chance is Kin, so I'm probably going to back four flying on a limb and save the good Olfen horse. Um, she has some monster SPs, including a $2.50 SP against Iona Merck, two back. 
She won. She ran well down the straight last start. She's also drawn out in fifteen and will be, be too wet for her, away. won't it? Potentially, that's probably something I didn't really King, consider. I but yeah, and I'm, I'm and pretty she keen. fucking went horrible last start. I'm keen on flying on a limb. She's also three out of three all on soft tracks this prep, and she easily beat Bubble Palace a couple of starts back. So not worried about her. I think she just has to run down the leader. Yeah. She's fucking weak, and you can have her, Benny. Another yeah, fucking right. number one from fucking eleven. You back and forth with me? Track. You sticking with the girl? Spit her out. Yep, flying on a limb. She'll win. I don't know. I don't really need to say anything else. I'm just a bit shitty with myself. I didn't tip her on the podcast. <laughs> Last start. Tipped her all the racing previews, boys. But, uh, yeah, anyway. She's pretty filly flying on a limb. Just about to clear her, even though it is only one bend. Not worried about wide gate. If she just drew a little bit softer, then just put my... Uh, head at ease but I think it won't matter it's probably the reason why she's not $3.60 um yeah Luke Campbell he's going pretty good the young fella so he did did nothing wrong with it on her last start so I don't think he's going to again on Saturday hmm. a bit numberish this field there's a few sort of horses who just shouldn't be running here I don't think Claim's important here as well. She would have been going up five and a half kilos without it, and now she only goes up three mm. and a half. So gets in with 55 and a half, only a kilo and a half above the minimum. That's pretty good coming back to Philly's grade, coming back to her own sex. And you're getting as just as good a price against Philly's as you were last start against Katsu. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't think 1100 is going to slow her down. That's all, yeah. I don't she think it is either, but pretty it's, strong it's through the line. Question. Yeah, what? smile and wave. I've got enough knocks on it. First up, eleven hundred. I think it's a out now a thousand meter horse. Um, yeah, I don't. I couldn't even suggest a saver. I'm just going to go balls in, flying on a limb, no savers because there's. I think flying on. A, I don't think smile and wave can win. At eleven hundred, and yeah, to raffle in behind. So, what about Great Mama? What about it? What do you reckon? Thoughts? Well, it'll probably ha- probably just rinse and repeat what happened two starts ago. Well, I don't think so because it was it was given a pretty bad ride there. I thought. Well, that's alright, but my money, I'll do with what I want with it. You you do with. Your money, what you want to do with it? Well, flying you want to back the loser? That's up to you, champion. <laughs> flying on a limb did handle it um, pretty comfortably too. Yeah, but it back. was so that, slaughtered. That's my line. It was slaughtered. Probably I don't know. I, I guess it, I, I guess it's definitely in the mix. It's pretty funny because obviously this horse has been disqualified because Wiramu pin rode it um, over his allocated weight subsequently, mm. and now it's saying mm. she's been beaten a hundred lengths in both starts. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. fucking raw to start with. <laughs> oh, let's not open that can of worms. Yeah. Well, but I, I thought... It's a, only the opposition are getting shafted. Well, this horse has won a race, should be racing in better grade. If not, if it's rated in this grade, it should be carrying more weight. Hmm. Like, fuck off. How does that work? Um, yeah, anyway. Um, Great Mama won really well. First up at Cranbourne, three lengths. 
Um, went to Sandown, was given a pretty average ride, I thought. Should have led that day, and wasn't. It was no intent, and just sort of got run off its feet a bit. Um, and then at Mornington, it got back to form, and ran 11.7 last 200 metres. Time was good. Um, I think it gets a soft map here. I think it, it could lead, it could take a sit. Um, just off some of these other ones. I can't get Smiling Wave anywhere near the price it is. I think they've yes. just got that, that price because it's, it's a hype horse, I think. Um, but it did beat absolutely nothing. Like, would it... It, uh, it beat Songar, who's probably hasn't won its maiden yet, at Flemington. Um, did smash its head in, but, like, you know. And he gets Froggy on, who's cast at the moment, too. Um... And what are you left with? Flying on a limb, I think they'll snick from the barrier. I know, I, I don't think barriers matter at all at in, out of the shoot at Caulfield because it's just a, a dog leg. But, like, in the trainers' minds, especially Clinton, when there's Clinton wins McDonald's not a fucking idiot. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, there are plenty of horses that go good around Caulfield. I'm pretty sure he's not going to go, oh, Luke, you know, this is a bit hard. I'm just going to snick and not try today. She, uh, she feels very much. I'd like probably Diamond. have a bet on that. Diamond, you, Diamond you, you sh- you, you're talking like you sh- you want her to sneak because you're just ignoring the fucking obvious. No, I'm not. It settled seventh of seven last start from Who? barrier one, flying on a limb. I uh, seven seven and eight. Sorry, it half missed it and then <laughs> booted up. Yeah, well, it it's got no gate speed it, it, from barrier thirteen. It's not gonna it's not gonna be up up de- up with the the leaders. It's gonna be. At Edwin least pushing up. into Smile on a Wave's face comes not, down the outside. It's not a matter of it's not a matter of how bots. It's going to be a matter of how far champs they either come with <laughs> or don't. Surely you'd rather back Kin than Flying on a Limb. Like they're going to be in the, the same sort of spot and running. Kin's a better horse than Flying on a Limb. I backed Kin last start, and I, I as soon as the gates opened, I'm like, why did I back this heartless bitch? Because it just it's just a nonny. And it fucking had every chance and fucking turned it up. Kin ran 11, 11, two, uh, 11, 11, 12, sorry, last 200 metres. It was given none. It was running Fantastic. Fast. Fantastic. I think Nico's Fantastic. point about the wet track is, is right, though. I mean... With what? Kin? With Kin. Like, it started $2.50 on a wet... $2.30 on a wet track one day, sat OSL, sat second, and got beaten three and a half on a heavy track. So, if it gets wet, that's probably a query. Yeah, I would got it ran it ran second to Renosu on a on a on a soft seven at Flemington. Like it is it's a negative jockey chance, change yeah. to start with. Maybe so gorgeous. She does get in shin to Celine. She does get in incredibly well at the weights, fifty two and a half. If I've had if I've got a horse who's had one win from eleven starts, I don't want a female apprentice on it. I don't care how good they are. That's not me knocking it. That's me saying you can't this say needs that in a, 2023. This needs a male strong jockey <laughs> to ride this weak fuck over the line. <laughs> I reckon that's complete bullshit, but sure. <laughs> it's not, not like, they're not gonna fucking Oh you back push King them over the line. No, I'm not gonna back King because I don't think it's any value at the price. Bots right, clearly never watched a Mark Zara ride in a finish. Let's let's get to a better get off and horse than Kin in the feature of the day. The Group Three John Monash Stakes, eleven hundred meters, 
Wait for age. Number one, ingratiating $4, Sai $4.80, Maliva $6. Won this race last year, now in the new colours uh, for Philip Stokes. Malkovich is $6.50, Katsu $8, General Burrow $10, Sweet Ride $12. But I'll go to you first. We're with the toppy here. Yeah, probably not as keen as I was yesterday. I'm sort of grayed up by the map. I don't know. Um, but it probably, probably is a bet if it stays around the price it is on the day I just want to see if they can run on a bit out of the shoot I might even go Saturday if I can get work off but um, but yeah I, I, ingratiating's like it's first up record and it's Caulfield record and it's 1100 metres like it, it's a box ticker tick tick um, tick yeah I don't know um, like first up last start it it um, Richmond it's our time in fucking hell. Huh? Richmond are gonna fall in fucking hell. That's not good. Uh-huh. Tips in um, Fuck off. It it beat Prince of Boom and it's our time first up. Did have Bizarra on there and and then it was beaten. Maybe even should have beaten Palele. Um, at oh. day at Caulfield and Scalacci. <laughs> oh no, that was that was Please. the day. You kidding me? Right Palele no. copped a stick over the fucking nose. Wash your mouth <laughs> out, bot. Um, oh god, turn it up! No, they probably shouldn't have beaten him, but he <laughs> should have beaten like, him. Even even in like he was beaten point eight of a length behind Pelele. That's good enough form for this, whichever way you look at it. Mm. I'll smack you in the face and see how hard you want to run. <laughs> okay. Violent. Oh goodness, but I think ingratiating <laughs> is a good bet. I'll be steering the punters into a high confidence play here. First up. Last prep, Caulfield, 1,100 metres, heavy nine track. Um, ran a massive figure there, sort of nearly 10 lengths above. Backed it up with another really good effort behind Paul Alley in the Scalacci. Um, possibly goes best fresh. That, I'm not sure if that's 100% correct. He went, he went and participated in some harder races, and you could say he disappointed, but... This is absolutely his race to lose, I think. Um, I thought his trial leading into this at Canterbury was really, really good. Gets Ben, ben Malum, barrier four. He might have a bit of traffic to negotiate, but hopefully on the soft track, bit of headwind, they start to roll off the fence and the gaps appear. Um, took $9 all in for Cy, thanks to Trav Noonan for his Patreon service. So thanks, Trav. But I, I do think that a potential wet track is against her and I would have liked her to be drawn out a bit more Um, her good form has obviously been down the straight so far this prep and on drier surfaces she has won on a wet track but she hasn't won on something really wet so if the rain does come I think that is a query for her Maliva will run well Um, first up 1100 metres this is her forte obviously won the race last year Malkovich he was pretty poor last start and 1100 metres he's a yo-yo yeah he is a bit of a yo-yo um, and probably doesn't want it heavy, but he'll be in the firing line for a long way. Katsu, too short. Um, and then what else? I thought Sweet Ride could potentially run well. Um, coming here for Annabelle. He will, sorry, she, no, he, he will go forward with late, uh, Linda Meach on board, so potentially deadly. Um, that's the one that could be a shade of overs. And has trialed really well, but I think he always trials well, so he's about looks a bucks. set play, three trials. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably ingratiating from Sweet Ride. 
Maliva will run well as well. But in grey yep. shading on top. I am going to tip it in here. Ingratiating is the best bet of the day on Saturday. Rinse and repeat. You filled me pockets silly last time. Caulfield. And he's going to go again. Except I'm not getting $10 this time. Getting four, but I think that's over the odds. Got a knock on Sai, wet track. Maliva, uh, Malkovich. No, Katsu is a cat. Sweet ride um, is a danger in the race, I think. And I will have um, something on a horse here at big odds because she absolutely loves a wet track and she loves Caulfield. She's drawn soft, so as long as the fence is fine, Stacky's riding really good. I will have something each way on Bless All. Yeah, all she runs good at Caulfield and she loves a wet track. She often hasn't had that. And it's her last run before she goes to stud. So she's not the worst $34 shot you'll ever back, I can assure you. Oh, I thought you were going to say flying mascot. I thought he was going to say flying mascot until he said drawn soft. And I'm like, no, yeah. bless her. Yeah. But well, fi- flying, mascot, mascot, w- flying mascot doesn't like a wet track to start with. Wait, one on, is it one on Cox is Plate it? Day that day by about 25 lengths on a, the wettest track you'll ever see. I completely missed that race because I was celebrating state of rest winning the Cox Plate and then <laughs> I was going to back her and I missed the jump. So just keep mm. your composure. <laughs> yeah, but but to be fair to her, she's um she's got two preps back. She was beaten a lip by Probabil at Caulfield 1,200 metres. It is 1,100, so it's not ideal. And don't Tom like Dabney, Ollie on a leader. I don't think she'll lead here. She won't lead. She's not fast enough to lead. Too, yeah, too sharp. Well, let me rephrase. Don't like Ollie on sprinters. She's a big one. Unless they're going to be ridden cold from last. If she can be- get back to her, that Cox Plate Tezio form, then she's probably one of the better horses in the race. She probably is the best horse in the race. She is she's the best a, horse in the race. She's a, she's a second, third up horse, yeah. I, I believe. I'm keen to keep an eye on her. If she can um, run well and get up to 1,400 metres third up, that might be your set play. But yeah, Sai um like is a horse that's excelled since it's got to Flemington. Um, like its its form at Caulfield just is no good, and that that's because of the way the track is, I guess, because it just needs a bigger track. Yeah, and to put it in perspective, saying that I fucking love bless her. She ran second in this race last year. Thank you very much. She did. I don't think she's done. Should have won. No, she hasn't won since, but she, Maliva. if you give a Maliva a chance, she's six dollars. Bless her, thirty-four. Big comparison for a zero point one margin last year. True, but Maliva's coming off two really good runs at the Valley, and then she was second to Kalos. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what she can do. All right, let's move you're on to the last. You're not going to lose much at thirty-four and sevens. 1700 meter benchmark 84 French Emperor is this his race he's $4.80 from the nephew $7.50 Flash Flood $8 Greenfly $8.50 St. Bathans he's an absolute wetty $10 uh, Vitruvius same can be said $10 and Flash Feeling $10 as well from the Chief Elton $11 lots of chances here in the last 
no one's to take it away. Uh, I don't know. If I'll kick that. off. Okay. Go. Um, I'm have, I'm backing a horse who is looking for a wet track, so the wetter the better for this horse. Hopefully, by the last race, we've had an absolute deluge. Chief. Green Fly is the oh. horse that I'm backing. Um, fourth up, out in trip. Um, everyone has said that this horse just needs a wet track to show his best, and yeah, as long as he gets a wet track, I, I believe he can. He won at Ballarat that day that it was a really soft track, from memory, off the top of my head. Yeah, you beat yep. you beat um beat Dead Dead Jack, Jack, and you blew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the horse has got... Pardon the pun. I backed yeah. Detonator Jack in this race. So, um, yeah. I think he's a silly price green fly. He's been priced off unsuitable conditions, which have led to poor form. So, yeah, I think at $10, he's a fantastic bet. I don't reckon he's going to be suited here, though. You don't think he's going to be suited? No. Oh, he's $10. Not being asked to take a premium, am I? Well, sort of. Like, it's not... Like, if he's going to be last. He's going to be last. Well, that's his natural racing pattern. He gets back. St. Bathams are probably up against it at the weights, but he draws perfectly in five. And if it is a genuine heavy 8-9 by race 9, then he... I don't know. I don't know if he's good enough, but... He wants the wetter the better for him. He wants a, a proper scrap. He won the um he won the seven hundred meter race on Caulfield Cup day two years ago. Oh, and it beat Captain Joao. I was last year. Last year, yeah. Oh, Sam Bathurst is good enough. He beat Convener at Sandown on a wet on a wet deck. He's good enough. Yeah, the horse I'm I'm really keen on in this race is French Emperor. I think there's. Not a whole lot of pressure in this race. All the main sort of chances, like uh, Green Fly, Flash Feeling, the nephew, Chief Alsony, uh, who else, um, and Vitruvius, they're all get back run sort of horses and they're all drawn pretty averagely. And I think French Emperor just can roll across from Barrier 11 and get a pretty soft time of it with Holster and I think he's very very hard to beat you like he, he's this is a complete setup job it's um, Tom Stockdale Tom Stockdale Tom Stockdale 21 days out of a fast run race where he was just where he just blew up the last 200 metres off a in a going straight into the headwind um, and the format of that race has worked out well um, and now he gets Ben Malam on fourth up this is a complete setup, and I think he'll run the. He he's improved this preparation. I think he's going to run the peak for this preparation, and he gets every possible thing in his favour. I think. Um, Except he doesn't have Jamie Carr on him. Well, just okay. <laughs> the horse is had three, The horse has had three wins for one jockey since it's been at Price Kent. Well, that doesn't yeah. matter. That's just by by fluke, is it? Yeah, but <laughs> so like Ben Malum's pretty good. Just just time out of riding. Yeah, exactly. Like Jamie Carr doesn't have some fucking magic synergy with the horse. Like it, Ben Malum will 
get on fine with it, I'm sure. I think he's hard to beat. He's, he's set up really well here. He's been running well in arguably better races than this. Obviously, last start was, was a decent race. Um, and fourth up, like, this looks his day. If this was... If there was no rain forecast on the day, you'd just about be declaring him as one of the better bets of the day. I just think if it does get really wet, then that is his challenge. He sort of had two goes on heavy tracks and hasn't really shown up. Is he just a better horse now? Will he will he bring better? Well, he's um, he's 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 better this preparation. Like he's he's improved like significantly in this preparation. Yeah. His first up run was the best run he's ever done in his life, and that was so like, that was a strong time too. It still is in the back of your head that he's had those two goes on wet, wet tracks. So I'm not sure. Yeah, well, he, he it was soft six at Sandown is like on a testing Sandown. Yeah, well, it's a six at the moment. There could be more rain. It just it just depends how much rain we get. But I'm he's definitely hard to beat. Man. He'll he'll probably start shorter than four dollars eighty because he's going. Oh, betting five fifty. I think they still are. Yeah, are well, I think he's going to start. No, I think not. he's going to start closer to four dollars. Three dollars eighty. I've got him three dollars forty. Mm. They they won't come for horses. A ripping like bit. Green fly anymore? I doubt. Just because. No, just the map. Going to be snicked. Like if green fly drew a gate, I'd probably be like real keen on it. Not real keen, but I'd be I'd be shit scared of it because it gets the blinkers mm. first time, fourth up. But it's just the the gate and where it'll be. Chief Alzani, any? Uh, yeah, some, and he—he's all of his best runs are on heavy tracks. Just, um, yeah, I—I I, I don't know. It's, I just—I just think that the the value is with uh, French Emperor. Yep. All right, wrap up Flemington there. What else have we got? Caulfield around the grounds. Sorry, Caulfield. Around the grounds, we'll go to Randwick. I've just got the one. Iron Merck, I think, is very hard to beat. Race nine, um, up to 1,200 metres, is a much better setup for him. Gets, uh, he's not a senior jockey, but Dylan Gibbons is close enough to it. He's been absolutely dominating. So he goes McLucas, Amy McLucas to Dylan Gibbons. It's a massive upgrade. Goes up to 1,200 metres, gets the claim, 54 and a half. Leads, kicks, wins. Better than even money is a good bet, I think. He is the best up in Sydney by a long way. Nico? What is it? What is it? What horse? Iron Merck. Yep. He was just slowly away at 1,100 metres last start. Jockey apparently concussed. Yeah. He'll win. As easy as he wants to. All right, beautiful. I don't think I've got anything else. Chartin, I don't think there's any Chartin this weekend because they've had the Monday meeting and Thursday night meeting tonight. But we're cheering home Zach. He's going to get the record. And we'll have to see that next week. Will, you got anything around the grounds? Uh, yeah, well, one of my... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned this horse coming out of a Queensland non-tab meeting. And it's reappeared. It was at Eden Hope. We backed it. I think they went up 550 on 365. And then, and then like, they took the prices down. And then tab went up. And it was like 260. But then it got scratched straight after. So, complete rot. Hopefully they miss it again. I doubt they will, but hopefully they do. Boom time, baby. Race 7 at Pakenham on Saturday. Um, I think it's 
pretty good. And I'll back it. Beautiful. All right, before we go uh, to the... Well, no, I can't say that. Sorry, I can't say that because I don't know what price it'll go up, but I think they'll go up a pretty decent price. I've got one. That Dooman. Raise. Dragonstone? Four. Skidamarink. Skidmark. I'm Invincible Philly for Rosemont and Anthony and Sam Friedman. Pretty smart horse. Think she'll win here before tackling some black type races when she gets back early in the spring. Last start, she absolutely smacked them at stand down. With Brownie on, I think she's pretty smart. So, let me shortlist it. Two dollars eighty sports bet. Skid my rink. Beautiful. Nico with the Rosemont mail tonight. <laughs> we love that. May may or may not have spoken to someone. <laughs> Uh, before we go to the back lay pray and answer a few questions, uh, I don't know if you boys saw this, but I almost forgot to mention off the top. I did men- forgot to mention off the top, but I will mention it now. Did you boys see Mount Gambia race two yesterday? No. Well, oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, Luke Williams, nicknamed Stumpy, trained time. and rode. He's a jockey who has turned trainer. Rode his first winner that he trained called Honor the Skills and uh, here was his post-race interview it's one of the best you'll ever hear Luke you enjoyed that? Ah uh, yeah that was awesome eh like no shit I mean no crap that's the first winner I've ridden and trained my wife my children are here some of my children um, yeah awesome I'll tell you good feeling fantastic mate when you say some of your children how many have you got? Uh, five yeah I've got a few different broomers. Um but yeah so there you have it, a few expletives, and he goes, uh, a few broodmares, referring to <laughs> the different women he's uh, had kids with. So I don't know how that, that got missed, actually, a little bit on social media, but I posted it, and then uh, I think a few others did. Two units posted it, Mugs Punting posted it. Uh, absolutely brilliant stuff. All right, boys, back, lay prey. Give us a best bet to start with, or go through with your whole set if you want. Uh, best bet of the week and is in race four at Caulfield is Our Red Morning. Uh, best value is I'll go Place of Gold. And the best lay is in race number seven. It is Smile and Wave. All right. My uh, lay of the weekend is Ramwick Race 7, Insurrection. I think it's a bit of a false favourite. I think Brudenell is very hard to beat. Insurrection was pretty blessed last start to win the race that Iron America was unlucky in. And from Barrier 11, Zach Lloyd's going to need a very good ride. So I think it's a favourite you could take on. Um, my best bet is race... Where is my list? Uh, race 8, Ingratiating. And race 7, uh, Flying on a Limit, Caulfield. And my best value, uh, Green Fly in the last. Uh, yeah, just those other two bets, Ramwick Race 9, Iona Merck, and Dooman Race 4, Skidamarink. That'll just, do me. I've got a Friday fill-up, but I'll, uh, yeah. I'll get Who's your Friday fill-up? Go with your Friday fill-up. Hurry up. Friday fill-up is Race 7, Reinberg. Should oh, just be beautiful. winning. 
Oh, yeah, oh, I, was... I backed that too. I forgot to say that. Yeah, I backed that too. Oh, yeah, good. Glad you wanted to keep the punters out of another win. Well, I, forgot, I forgot about it. I forgot about it. <laughs> you fucking... You're hopeless. My best bet... Uh, I'll go safe with race six, Caulfield number two, Brigantine. So that'll be the podcast multi will be... Race four, number nine, Our Red Morning. Into race six, number two, Brigantine. Into race eight, number one, Ingratiating. I'm liking the look of that podcast, Multi. Uh, my best value will be race two, number seven, Bold Bourbon, around $15. And then my later day, I agree with Bot. Race seven, Smile and Wave, is a very talented filly. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing her back, the 11 here. But... I think she's got a few things up against her. Um, she's beaten nothing so far. And I think 1,100 metres on a wet track are the things that are against her. She failed on debut on a heavy track, even though she w- she's come back better. Um, I still think there are a few genuine queries around that. So I'm going to take her on. All right, just a few questions, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. Let me get to them. I think we got three of them. Oh, no, we've got a few more. Uh, Matt underscore air says, when's the racing previews times? Libby Hopwood collab happening? Not anytime soon. <laughs> Tyson Hunter says, is there any chance Brightside can beat Romantic Warrior? Uh, maybe no. over 1,600 metres. No. I think I think he needs... I think no, but if he was... Well, to if they him, go to the Fian, then maybe, yeah. If Romantic like Romantic Warrior is not going to a Fian. Well, he might. <laughs> Yeah. No. No. Well, 1,600 metres around um, Mooney Valley is a, a tune-up for it. It's too early, but... Because it's in September. It's like early September, the oh. fan. Too early. It'll go, I reckon... Whatever. I think twenty. it goes to the Caulfield Stakes, wait for age. And then $3, it goes to the, the Turnbull, given its set um, weights and penalties. Unpopular opinion? Well... I reckon he could go to the Underwood. He could. 1,800 metres weight for age is suitable, but I'm just... Three sure weeks if... into a Cox plate. Oh, he'll go to that? Nah, a bit, nah, a bit more. That's a great shot. It'd be more. That's grand final it's weekend. Four, it's four weeks, I reckon. That's no, not. Four weeks. Three. Cox plate the 28th of October. Because Turnbull's three weeks. It's got to be It's got to be It'll four. It'll be four. Yeah. Yeah, still four weeks is nothing for a horse like that. Yeah, that, that's probably the third option. If I'm not sending him to Flemington, I'm sending him to Sandia. Yep. Jay Sizzle, would there have been a race at Royal Ascot that Animo could have been competitive in? Uh, well, he, would have, he wouldn't have got close to Mosledaff and the Prince of Wales, but the Queen Anne, he could have run top four. Yeah. Top, top no, three. the Queen Anne was... The, the horse that won the Queen Anne was like one, two, three. Animo yeah, so runs a one, two, six. He probably would have won it. <laughs> Yeah, he would have run really well on the Queen Anne. Um, Probably would have won it. Light Infantry ran third. He's a better horse than Light Infantry. Yeah. Right now, anyway. Um, it would have just been a matter of if he handled the up and down straight. He would have. Well, there you go. I should, should have kept gone. him in work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stu, how much would a woodchuck... <laughs> woodchuck... Honestly. Could chuck wood, bot... Bot has to say it then answer it. No, not happening. No, right, there you go. I'm not doing that. Uh, Benny has been very quiet on the chat. Does he have a new missus? <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Uh, well, no. 
glad it's not only me who's picking up on it. Mate, it's winter. I'm betting less and I'm chatting less and I'm I'm on stand and Netflix more. <laughs> With you girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, champ. Let's sign off there. Good amount of time for the podcast tonight. Group racing. I don't think there's too many more group races. This might be the last weekend of group racing of the Why season. I could be wrong. Might have to fact check that. But good luck, punters. We'll see you back here next Thursday night. With his good friend Davy, it was their pride and joy. He took the train down to the SCG. He said, Dave will play there one day, you and me. He loved his bat and ball and gloves. He loved his bat and pads. He played a million weekend games in front of mums and dads. Kuwaja. Cricket lit a fire deep in his soul. And every day he worked on his control. Usman Kawaja soon he showed his grace. He knew how to leave the ball, how to set the pace. He set himself to conquer speed and swing and spin and sing. Before too long he made the national team. Kawaja pretty soon found out that when you reach the top, it's only temporary, everybody wants your spot. Kuwaja For reasons we don't always know Selectors say yes sometimes then say no And at the age of 35 When most thought he was through He got some luck and got the call And to himself stayed true Kuwaja at the SCG he made a stunning turn Then backed it up with an even better one Usman Kawaja, a man of good and grace He knows when to take his time and when to up the pace Many other batsmen love to land a blow Usman's all about the flow Usman Kawaja, the boy's still in your face. Too many you bring joy and make the world a better place. Triumph and disaster, you treat the mean.